Now Lonnie Finley's his name Vince Eustace is his This is hip hop And movie news And And that's that's the the way way it is Hope you're not superstitious This is episode 13 (laughs) Of the podcast bringing you everything From Tinseltown to the Boogie Down The home of the real hip hop Spelled R-E-E-L Spelled that way because sometimes I misspell words. You know, I'm not perfect. You know, I, I did not win the script's national spelling bee. I wasn't one of the eight kids. I wasn't uh, Saketh Sundar of, of Maryland, rapping Maryland, holding it down. So sorry, I, I can't live up to that standard. We're proud of them. This is Hip Hop and Movie News, the podcast. I am Vince Eustace. I'm Lonnie Finley. It's funny, because uh, I was I knew we were getting to 13, so I was like, where were you going to go with 13? I thought about the idea of the creepy number 13, then about you know, the show 13 Reasons Why, yes. and I was like, 13 Reasons Why You Should Be Listening to Ooh, Hip-Hop and Movie We news. should probably compile a right. list of 13, 13 reasons, reasons why. and then like exactly. put it out on social media. Right, so lucky number knows. 13, that's yes. what that says, you know? So, uh, yeah, we are here today. Just you and I. Yes. No, no, Patrick Pierre, producer extraordinaire yeah. again. He is actually writing another Arab there sequel treatment. Well, it's weird. It's not like, it's it's almost like a, um, not a TV show, not a, more of a miniseries. Yeah. More of a, a short part miniseries chronicling how the air got up there. He's doing a reboot. Yeah. Which is sort of like, same story, new cast. He's also doing a direct sequel yeah. to the first one in which... Uh, I think his name was Saleh, the, yeah. the, the basketball player, mm-hmm. is now a coach. He's in the Kevin yeah, Bacon yeah. scenario, and now he has to go to another place and, and recruit a yeah. player. The weird thing is, the prequel is kind of mirrored directly off of Dumb and Dumberer. Yeah. Like, it's, it's really it's almost like a, a shot-for-shot rebate. The error of their Yeah, exactly. Uh, good luck to you, Patrick. Yeah. Count we believe in you. Don't we stop believing. We haven't given too much away, we're hoping. Yeah. Uh, but you're doing very well. Uh, so yeah, we were talking about spelling earlier before we get into the show. Mm-hmm. I just realized spelling, what's more hip hop than spelling? Like every song, they spell out their name, they spell out something. It started from Rapper's Delight, it's gone on to Rakim, Outkast, everyone spells everything. They don't get enough credit actually for the amount of wordplay and knowledge that rappers have. No. Like they're like human thesauruses. No, but we see you guys. We see I mean, you. We give you the credit. Yeah. That would be a dope thing, like a hip hop spelling bee. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's like, can you use it in a sentence? I wanted to go to the mall, and I asked my friend, would he take me? And he said, fo shizzle. <laughs> fo shizzle. F-O-S-H-I-Z-Z-L-E. Fo shizzle. That is correct. Oh, my God! <laughs> like, I can see it also be like, ghetto music. Yeah. It's, please, the origin from the Outcast song. Ghetto music. Hmm. G-H-E-T-T-O-M-U-S-I-C-K. Say down. That is correct. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. We should do that. Yeah. All right. Oh, so we could uh, talk about spelling in hip-hop all day. Yeah. But we have a show to get forward to. Mm-hmm. So let's get right into it. Meek Mill. Uh, the guy's on an incredible comeback. He and Drake are friends again. Yay. Hip-hop sort of loves him again. Yes. Uh... He's but, also doing great things for, you know, black people who are incarcerated. You yes. Know? I mean, let's, you know, he's, he's trying to help. No, he, he's, he's de- trying to help. He's definitely an excellent voice yeah. in trying to, like, speak about injustice. Yeah. And unfortunately, he had to sort of flex some of that muscle 
uh, the past couple weeks. Uh, started off, he was in Las Vegas. He and his entourage, or not even entourage, just like him and a couple people. Yeah, friend, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, entourage because sometimes get a bad company. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's not we're only 40 deep. Thugs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like him and a couple people just wanted to go uh, to the Cosmopolitan Hotel and Casino in Vegas. They were trying to get into the Marquee Day Club where DJ Mustard was performing, and he wasn't allowed in. And they said the reason why he wasn't allowed in was they kept switching their story a bit. They said that he had had an altercation there before, and so he wasn't allowed back in. Uh, then they went back on their story and said that they were at capacity. Meek Mill actually had it on video, and he posted it, where they weren't really giving him a concrete reason for yeah. not being let in. So he's like, all right, well, I'm going to post this, and I'm going to sue you guys. And I think you were reading the his, his post. He's saying, like, if you're about the culture, don't go to the Cosmopolitan Hotel and Casino in Vegas. They don't let rappers in. They're racial discrimination. Yeah, he's like, he's, uh, something really has to be done in Las Vegas. What are they doing to black people? Yeah. Uh, which is signaling out all of Vegas. So maybe there's other things that have happened around there that he's also... I wouldn't be too surprised I wouldn't about be surprised that. either. And, and, you know, the thing about it is, is that they tell them black rappers they are banned for properties they own without incident. They just told me I was trespassing and I will be arrested. I stepped in the hotel once at Jay-Z's party without incident. I mean, I don't understand how they go about doing something like this with the idea that, like, he's not going to tell every single person that he knows through the in internet, like, right away. Yeah. Like, you you can't have... Is there a manager? Someone should have been called... The owner of the hotel should have been called. Be like, hey, yo, uh, make us hear... Uh, like, yeah. This can't get to this point where someone's denying him and then, like, he's not going to be, okay, well, I guess we won't go see DJ Mustard, who I know and work with. Right. What are you doing? Like, why won't you have rappers come into the, the show? And if you have security issues, then you need to fix your security. Yeah. That's on your security. If you're having people come in there with, like, weapons or things they shouldn't be and you can't control them, that's your security. You are a place that has... Look, we've seen... I've seen, because I watch a lot of, like, stupid people fighting other stupid people in weird places on YouTube at 3 in the morning. And I've seen people get in fights in casinos... And they're not black. They're yeah. gambling people who have been drinking too long because y'all overserve everybody. Yeah. And then that happens. That's in the casino. I'm sure that is taking place. I don't know. I'm just guessing. So Meek Mill and his attorney, Joe Taco Pina, which I believe is Spanish for pineapple taco, if my Spanish is correct. I hope it is. Uh, awesome. They said they were going to sue uh, the Cosmopolitan, Cosmopolitan Hotel and Casino. Uh, the Cosmopolitan Hotel and Casino actually then released a statement can I read this statement? Please do. We would like to apologize for Meek Mill for how we handled the situation on Saturday, May 25th, as we did not act in a respectful manner, and we're wrong. Uh, Meek Mill has not only has not had any prior incidents on our property. We lied. Uh, the Cup Talent has zero tolerance for discrimination, and we pride ourselves on providing an inclusive environment. We look forward to welcoming Meek Mill back to the resort. You did a good job of channeling either PR or upper management. Yeah, like, I think a combination. Of I was both. on a combination of both. That was really and, good. And, and the bullshit uh, valley girl who realized <laughs> she said she said the n word at a concert with her friends, and then now she's and put it on her snaps. Yeah, and it's like, oh, what's the big deal? Yeah. And it's you know, uh, what celebrity was that? She's was it Gwyneth Paltrow? Or was, she was, did she yeah. did drop the n and was in Paris? Yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm best. I mean, that she did it as kind of a flex too. She's like, I'm best friends with Jay Z. It's fine. And Jay Z's <laughs> like. She's Becky. <laughs> oh. And we've gotten off topic and we're going to get back into it. Uh, so, yeah, that was the, I guess, 
zero tolerance on discrimination stance that they decided Great to take job, afterwards. Good Paul. job. Uh, it was good enough for Meek Mill and his lawyer. They decided they aren't going to sue. But have, I, you, yeah, oh, have you seen the commercials for the Cosmopolitan, by the way? They're usually like a bunny rabbit hopping through a hallway. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, okay, because like yeah. all the casino commercials blend yeah. together for me. But those ones are very particular because yeah. they smell like, oh, like weird stuff's happening at the Cosmopolitan. You know what? I've never seen those commercials is a lot of black people. No. <laughs> and I'm someone that looks at things and looks for black people because I'm black and I want to be on things and I want to see what things have me on them. Yeah. Cosmopolitan didn't have too many black people in no. commercials. They had a lot of white bunnies. A lot of white bunnies. And that is it. That's for both. I'm saying rabbits and women. So this is clearly an issue. Well, it was also said that uh, other uh, people... Celebrities like Snoop Dogg and Sway Lee from Ray Shremmerd and O.J. Simpson have also had problems getting into this casino. O.J. I get. O.J. Like, yeah. It's like, all right, like, not really – I don't see a lot of places really welcoming O.J. with open arms. Right. Uh, but it's like, as I called it, we were talking off air, you know, the blacklist is essentially yes. what it sounds like to me. These guys are blacklisted, literally. These black people come in here, they can't be allowed in. I'm not sure. Is it because they bring too much, you know, people with them? Is it because of the crowd that gets created? Because there's other celebrities that I'm sure go into casinos. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, what? And when was the last time Snoop Dogg like caused a ruckus? That's like what. I, that's that. what I'm like. The problem is it, for me is like, okay, if you're like, oh, well, we don't want a bunch of weed smoke because Snoop's gonna be here. Well, uh, other people smoke weed. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to find something that would stand out to me as something so different that they would be doing beyond the fact that they're black. Yeah. I can't right now. Cosmopolitan hasn't really like made this easier to to clarify. They haven't clarified anything. Mick Mill was right, bro. Don't go there. Even though he took it away, he's not gonna sue him. Something got oh, to be no. fixed. This isn't a fix it. No, the, the boy got sorry. And I'm so sick and tired of people apologizing after they've done something really racist. Yeah. In my life, <laughs> in the media, I'm just tired of it. It's just like certain point in time, you're like, like. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was uh, I was literally sitting yesterday. You know, I was working. I was on break, and I was trying to figure out how to write this. And I was like, I wanted to write some like, not for all white people, but I'm working a bar, predominantly white area, mm -hmm. white cast, you know. And I wanted to like send out a message, group message to like all white people, but say some of you know who you are, and some of you this is not pertaining to you. Do better. Do better, white people. See, that's the thing. The white people who need to do better don't know they need to do better. Yeah. Like, they think they're doing just Try fine. harder? Nope. They're, they're like, I'm fine. Like, I'm, I'm good. Imagine if you weren't white. <laughs> now, maybe I can start with that. Like, imagine that you were... And they're like, why would you wish that upon me? I know, man. It's just so they can have some kind of understanding, bro. I don't know. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So, this isn't going to be something that goes away super easy. But, good job, Meek Mill and Pineapple Taco for bringing this to yeah, light. Man. Yeah, don't mess with Pineapple Taco. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like the, he's like the new Johnny Cochran. <laughs> like, and I hope when he listens to this, because he will, yeah. uh, that he does not take the Pineapple Taco as... Oh, no, uh, man. Like, like, we're, not, we're not against you. Like, right, this is a... This is a we're like, we're, we're being like, we, we are enjoying that you helped him out, dude. We're like praising you. Like, yeah. you know, if the taco doesn't fit, you must have quit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, uh, Alright, so moving on to We got a new album Apparently it's going to be in the works Very excited It's EPMD Which 
is one of my favorite, if yeah. not favorite, rap groups of all time. I like. I didn't really start. I was into them for a while. Got really into them a couple years ago again, like hardcore. And even this past month, I've just been on an EPMD kick. So when this news hit that uh, Parrish Smith of EPMD, the PMD of EPMD, came out and said, "Oh, we're three or four songs in." We're not rushing it. We'll try and get it out this year. If not, we're looking at 2020. I got very excited about this. So what are your thoughts on EPMD doing another business album? Uh, I'm super excited, too. Um, I don't know if this happened at the same, same time, but I know when we were on um, we were on tour back in the day, uh, Vince and I, Shakespearean trained actors, were on a tour. I was... I was uh, Delve deep in like the hip hop. I had a you had to have a CD collection, you know, and I had the EPMD was a, a large part of that. They're regularly played. It was just kind of like um, I, I tell you, I think that this is like I don't want to say long overdue because I like think you got to live your life mm -hmm. and understand where hip hop is. And you know, as I'm as I'm um, reading some of what they're talking about, you know, uh, their quote is saying, uh, you know, Eric Sherman's quote is saying, you have to put yourself aside and listen to what people are saying. If it sh if the shows are sold out and they're wanting more then it all makes sense so it's like they're feeling like yo people love what we're doing we got to put out some more music right now i'm super excited about it and i think that it's like something that could come along at a great time in hip-hop where you do have a lot of battles of new school old school um that's created between some of the artists and also style of music mm -hmm. and that epmd kind of coming in here is a weird a, a way of like maybe giving us older heads, even though I don't feel like we're even close to being an old head, like older heads, something that like we can enjoy and we like and like throws us back, but also maybe uh, a way to get some of those, you know, people who say they love hip hop who are young and they say like, oh, I love hip hop. And they're like, 21 Savage, Kodak Black. And I'm like, cool. But you do know EPMD? Like it's as in like, you should know where your music comes from, but also like they, they're dope. Yeah. So hopefully this, this gets like a whole re- rejuvenation into the newer generation is like kind of my hope with this. Yeah, I, I'm something I've noticed going through like sort of like the back catalog of EPMD is that a lot of classic rap songs and rap samples, EPMD kind of did, I'm not sure first, but they did it before. Like they sampled uh, Joe Cocker's uh, Woman to Woman before Dre and Tupac did for California Love. Uh, the sample, I forget the song, but for... Jay-Z's uh, Ain't No, that Ain't No, not the one I got. Like, that sample, they sampled beforehand as well. And they just kind of had that... Other one, Foxy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, they just kind of had this... They were also, like, one of the first groups to sample, like, funk. Like, yeah. everyone else was, like... Yeah. Before them, everyone was doing sort of, like, disco and, like, rock. And they were like, we're going to do some Parliament. We're going to do some George Clinton. Yeah. We're going to sort of get, like, funky with it. Which and is it, also cool. It kind of keeps it in the family, too, of, like, you know, sampling from other black artists. And yeah, yeah. Uh, and PMD was quoted as saying, the beauty for us now is hip-hop seems to be doing a full circle. So many people are into hearing 90s music and 90s sound. So with that being said, how do you think an EPMD album will be received in 2019 or 2020? Well, I mean, we can look at it from, let's say, for example, like, you use DJ Premier, for example. Mm. Like, someone who is able to keep some of the same style choices of how they make their beats, but updated to work for a 2019 audience and have us still be like, yo, this works for both, both categories. I think it'd be very well received because... Uh, 
hip hop is constantly like recycling itself. Obviously, same thing with like entertainment media. But um, also, there's a lot of hip hop heads who are like not gonna like let go of hip hop to the new generation. Oh, like what me, right? right. <laughs> We're not gonna let them have it yet. And so, I think there's gonna be a lot of support for EPMD mm-hmm. and probably a lot of features yeah. for EPMD. Like, who would you like to see featured on a new EPMD? Um, I kind of this is weird. Like, I don't even know where this came from, but when you said it, I was thinking DMX. Okay, and that's really because I, I I just want to hear DMX again, but I feel like. His style could kind of work with that, mm-hmm. you know. I also would like to like throw back and be like, "Yo, can someone give KRS one a call and Ooh. be like, what are you up to these days?'" Yeah. Hey Nas, do you want to come hang out for a little second? Maybe drop a verse. You know what I mean? Like, if you can get some heavy hitters on this to kind of bring that old old school feel to it, it might mm-hmm. be really dope. Like, maybe Busta Rhymes is free. Ooh, that'd be good. You know what I'm saying? Like, throw it out to like get some collaborative. Like LL Cool J, like Rampage Part Two. You know. I, I'm thinking Lil Kim. I was gonna say Foxy. She's recently not been. Receive so well, not whatever. That's live. She may be in the studio, it would right? Be better. Maybe it's, you know, but like, <laughs> throw it back, get some old school things, mix it up a little bit. What's MC Light doing? Queen Latifah, like, you oh, know what I mean? Like, I'm saying, throw in some things like that. Like, that would be. I don't want to make. I don't want them to make it too nostalgic, like a little. Like, here's a little like Halas Hurrah album. But you what know about what like some new people, like Joyner Lucas or that be you know the, like Logic, Kendrick? Actually, yeah, Logic. You know, yeah, that, uh, Kendrick would be dope, something like that too. Um, even if you did like you know, kind of bring it into that whole like new generation of like the uh, rapping, singing, whatever, and like yeah, like, like Big Sean or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I could see the new, <laughs> and like you know, what I mean, like I'm trying to think like what new rapper. Like I'm not gonna be like, hmm. Let's get a little pump on it. <laughs> you know what's interesting? All right, so the baby, yeah, uh, recently freestyled on Funk Flex, yes, and actually did like yes. a decent job. Yeah. And and I heard an old "He Who Should Not Be Named" yeah. uh, song from back in the day, uh, and he actually it wasn't like great. It was, but, but but like a lot of these. I told you I heard a decent song. My homie played me one. I was like, yeah, this is decent. A, a lot of these newer rappers who don't seem to rap that well. When if you force them to, if they're like rap like this, yeah. they could. They could yeah, actually they can actually rap style. really they well. Can they can rap. It's just like it's the same thing. I'm sure you can get like uh, a rapper who is more like, you know, who is I don't want to say clearer or who's whatever. Their style's different. They could probably hit up the mumble rap game too. Yeah, they could be like, what we're talking about. I could do it too, right? You know what I mean? So yeah. I think it'd be interesting if they did get like a mumble rapper go on here and just sort of. Rap their ass. But you also have to get one. It's like it has to be like I want to say this. This person is saying more rapper, but he kind of is. But like it has to be like they kind of respect Twenty One Savage. Yeah, like, he's kind of respected by both genres. I think right now. Yeah, yeah. So I think like someone like him could work really well. Where it's like okay, because you know what I mean. Like he he works in both. He flows very well with both. Now what about like <laughs> I don't think this is, but like I feel like he might try and squeeze way on there if it became something. Where it was like hey, everyone's getting on this album. I know we've made this album way like the features we have on this album are made this thing expensive as hell. Yes, whatever. Uh, but like Drake, you know what I mean? Like, ooh. I mean, I, I would personally love it. Right, I would actually Drake if, if Drake went with like hard, hard Drake. I love rapping Drake. Drake. Yeah, like, yeah, rapping like mixtape Drake, back to back Drake. Yeah, yeah. Where he's like comes in there and they're like, cool. Yeah, he could again. People can change their styles up. They're not like. You know, one style wonders. You know, but J. Cole would be great. Yeah. It's just like some, and Eric Sermon's oh. been producing consistently yeah, yeah, exactly. since EPMD. Exactly. And, like, like people can just, like, it, it's not hard beats to rap over. Right. They're, they're, they're just good. And they're, they're fun. And they're hip-hop. 
and I'm I'm very excited. So we're both on board with this album coming out. Absolutely. Do we have any potential release dates? I know we're three or four songs in. Uh, I mean, we're looking at this year. We're looking at next GMD year. GMD said they're not trying to rush it. They're trying to get it out this year, but if they can't get it out this year, uh, they're looking at 2020. Okay. Right. So hopefully, very very. Hopefully, soon. they're more reliable than uh, Dr. Dre. Yes, absolutely. Come on, Dre. So waiting on detox. What's going on, man? Uh, well, speaking kind of a Dr. Dre is going to be a rough segue, but Dr. Dre, N.W.A., straight out of Compton, starring Jason Mitchell, uh, great actor who played Easy E in Straight Out of Compton. A bunch of great projects that I oh, yeah. Him in. yeah. Uh, he's critically acclaimed actor on the Showtime series The Shy, uh, but he's no longer on that show. He is no longer with his manager, no longer with any representation. Got fired from another Netflix movie he just got signed on to uh, for Desperados, yeah, yeah, sexual harassment. Uh, they were saying that apparently there's been a problem with him on The Shy for a while. His co-star, Tiffany Boone, who played his girlfriend, actually went to HR, went to producers, went to everyone saying, like, I can't do this. There was a story that she even, it was either her boyfriend or fiancé. She's, like, so uncomfortable around him that he's an actor, too, and would she would bring her boyfriend, fiancé, to set to sort of, I guess, be the protector, to sort of be, like, if he was there, it's sad that if he was there, then apparently Jason would stop acting inappropriately. So this apparently went on for a while with the shy. Uh, and then when the allegations came up, when he was cast in Desperados, he was fired. And then, so this all happened really quickly. And the latest hit came, uh, the MTV movie and TV awards had nominated him for, uh, for his performance in the shy. He was supposed to go up against an all female roster including Elizabeth Moss, Moss from Handmaid's Tale, Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones, Gina Rodriguez from Jane the Virgin, and Kiernan Shipka from The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So I don't know how much you've been following this story, but your just take on, I guess, Jason Mitchell losing the nomination, just everything happening so quickly for such a talented but seemingly troubled young man i mean he's weird to use the word troubled because i don't know that he's troubled because like seems like he made a choice here mm-hmm. so he doesn't you know uh hmm what to say about someone who's accused of sexual allegations at this point in 2019 after everything that's happened over the past several years uh Good luck and good riddance. Uh, I hope that um, all those people who you've affected um, are fine. I hope that you haven't damaged this show and all the other people who work on this show. Like, we can look at prime examples of other shows and other things in the past that people have had to, like, people whose jobs are on the lines for these shows. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, remember when... This is kind of weirdly related, but like when Roseanne came out, and, yeah, I was thinking that you know, shoved their foot in their mouth, they canceled the show. Everyone lost jobs. Now, granted, they brought that show back, but it was—I'm not sure if it's on TV, but they did, yeah. But you know, what I mean, they like that. This cost a lot of people a lot of jobs. You know, agents, managers, all these things like that. So that's more. I'm more hoping they're okay and that they can you know bounce back from this. Um, this is one of those things where it's 
sad because, like, I don't know to what level of harassment, not to say there needs to be a level of it, but, like, you know, I'm wondering, like, do you think that you were not doing something wrong or do you think you're flirtatious? Were you trying to be flirtatious? Like, there's nothing that's okay here. You're professionals and you're working. This is the thing about it because the setting of, like, being actors, and we know this as actors, you know, you're working. We're recording lines. When action goes, we're doing stuff. When the action's not going, and we're not, like, we're talking. We're, mm-hmm. we're conversing as actors. Sometimes you see actors, actresses you like, you're like, you're attractive. Mm-hmm. You know? Have I seen, been on a set and seen an actress who's attractive, been like, oh, cool, and like, talk to her maybe flirtatiously. Right. But like, there's a line of being like, that's a behavior that's, that's, you have to be very careful about. Exactly. And if you know someone has a partner, that's another level. And at some point in time, they've given you any indication that this is not something they're wanting. Meaning, like, here's my number. Let's go out. Let's make more of this. Let's do this. Like, there's signs. Some of them are very, very clear. Yeah. A lot of them are very clear, especially now. So I don't understand how you can get to this point where you're constantly harassing someone to the point where this is happening. Now, that being said, if this is happening, was no one aware of it? And how long did that take? So apparently, it had been going on the entire time on The Shy. The uh, entire they, time. They actually brought in a second season showrunner, Ianna Floyd, and told her about this. Like, hey, by the way, you're going to have to do it. Like, it's kind of a shit show here. Uh, there are two stars who are in a relationship on the show. Are There's these problems. And, and, and then she actually got harassed by Jason as well and filed a complaint with HR about it. And then uh, Lena Waithe, who is the creator of the show, uh, as, as you've pulled up, is saying, like, she knew about it, but wish she could have done more. Which is a cop-out excuse anytime we've ever heard it. I wish I did more. I watched that whole documentary on uh, Larry Nasser. You know, the... Um, oh, the, 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 yeah, the, the Olympic doctor. A ton of women. Yeah. And they had showed multiple times it should have stopped. Years and years prior. Yeah. And people were like, oh... I wish I'd done more. Or, oh, I wish I'd listened more. I was like, you had it right in front of your face. You know what's going on. You should be willing to get rid of a person. If there's no level of celebrity that should be given the free pass to be able to continue to do what they're doing. And definitely not Jason Mitchell. No. Because you ain't, he hasn't like, I can see if you're like, oh, man. I don't even want to use this person as an example. Um, I'll use this other person as an example. Because he's definitely seemed like he, okay. Sidney Poitier, let's go there. I'm right. like, someone I'm like, I yeah, definitely. highly regard. Yeah. At this point in time, I feel like we probably wouldn't know something. I don't know. Yeah. But you're like, so Sidney Poitier's, uh, he's harassing some of the women on set. Ugh, this is a difficult one. Yeah. This is a difficult one. Let's figure out how to strategically maybe get him out of the show and whatever. I know. But maybe you come out and say, hey, this is what happened. Jason Mitchell ain't that person. Yeah. Okay? I don't care what critical claim he's gone, how hot his track is right now, what he's working on. How big on. he was at the show. Yeah. Or Apparently you know, he was. He was like the backbone. Right. I'm sorry. I know it makes a lot of work. Yeah, you just got to do it. Because what's the message you're sending? Because T- Tiffany Boone was saying she's so uncomfortable, basically was like, it's either him or me. And she left the she show. She left the show. She left the show. They, they decided to keep Jason Mitchell and keep her. I she's been shamed over this, apparently. Absolutely. It sucks. And uh, cause people, some people are like, Oh, I really like this show, and now it's ruined. Like it's gonna be gone off the air. I'll give credit to the MTV Movie and TV Awards, which I didn't think I was going to do, for doing something that the Oscars and a lot of other uh, prestigious awards don't do: is if taking away nominate and being like, "We're not gonna honor you." Like the Academy Awards are still nominating and honoring people who have been accused, been convicted of things, and so at least I know. 
Jason Mitchell isn't exactly Roman Polanski, but it, it, it just sort of rubs me the wrong way that MTV has sort of knows how to... It rubs, me, it rubs me the wrong way that, like, it's, it's like, Jason Mitchell's black. It's like, boom, out. Yeah. If, I'm not saying he shouldn't be. I'm just saying that, like, so swiftly they act when the person is black. So quick. Yeah, a little Shakespeare in there. Yeah. Well, uh, you said before, the training, it just never goes away. It just never goes away. But, yeah, I mean, so, you know, it's so much. Also, black people on TV, stop it. Stop it. The Jesse Smollett thing, now this. Please stop. We only have so many opportunities given to ourselves. I know we can make our own opportunities, and that's great. But stop it. We have to do better. Pay for a prostitute. No, wait. No, I'm sorry. Don't do that. No. Uh, but I know for Desperados, uh, Lamorne, what's his name? Lamorne Morris from New Girl. He used to be in every commercial yeah. on demand. Yeah. He's replaced him. When I heard that, I like, oh, he's also great. Oh, look. That's the thing about this. This is Hollywood. Everyone's replaceable. Yeah. But most people are replaceable. Guardians of Galaxy ain't replaceable. No. <laughs> so, uh, God Godot ain't replaceable. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, feel and bad for the women. And I don't wish ill on Jason Mitchell. I hope he's able to, like, no. learn from this. Find a place to find but a legitimate you, like, this rehabilitation happen. thing that you can go through. Understand what you're doing wrong and what's inappropriate. Figure out these things. Go to a therapist. You've got to get some work done because either you're, you're too young to have this be the end of your career. And we do like resurgent stories and we've given other people opportunities. Figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out. And just because he's done this stuff too, if you are a friend of his and you help him out. Yeah. Help your friends out. They're inappropriate. They're wrong. Help them out. Unless the, unless the person has done a sexual offense involving someone underage then I'm done. Yeah. If it's not that case, let's work to help this person out. Yeah. So teach them what Learn they're Also, too, because that way if we, like, if you know this is happening and you see this is happening, the thing is, it is, like, she got shamed. You know what I mean? And then people who are younger, he's, he, you want to set an example where it's, like, this dude lost all these things, but we're not saying, hey, you're done with writing you off society. Like, because then what does that put these people at? Right. What does it put people who are not celebrities? Exactly. Who aren't rich, you know? All right. Ugh. So, moving on to movie review. Mm. Saw a movie this past week, the third in an installment. John Wick. So, uh, this is this John Wick 3. Chapter 3, Parabellum. I thought it was Dave Grohl, Chapter 3, Parabellum, during some of the scenes. because I thought it was Jason Fresquez. Yes. Who is a friend of mine who you guys do not know. But I've seen recently with a shirt and tie on, and I'm like... <laughs> he's, got, he's got his Halloween costume set. He, he looks like John Wick, bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you want to... Yeah, this is a continuing story uh, of John Wick in the first movie. He uh, had a puppy that his deceased wife Beagle. Yeah, gave him. Uh, some wannabe mafioso types... Wanted to steal his car. They beat him up in his house. Killed the puppy. And that set off John Wick. He was retired. He was never good. He was a hitman. He was never going to kill again. And he decided just to go nuts on everyone. It's, it was almost violent ballet. Mm-hmm. How he kind of just dispatched everyone. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. And then the second one, he got called in again. 
he ended up getting excommunicated from, I guess, his his hitman league. He shot a dude in the head in the place where it, he was supposed yeah, to. Yeah, in the Continental. Continental. Yeah, which blew my mind. Which It was weird because I saw the second one right before I saw the third one. And so I knew the third one was him on the run. So I knew something had to happen. Yeah. But still, when he pulled the trigger on that dude in the Continental, I was like, Ooh! Right. Like, oh. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, look, you can't do that. We all know you can't do that. That's why I'm here. And then it was like, ah, fuck it. So the, so the third movie, Parabellum finds John Wick on the run. He's got a $14 million hit out on him. It, it starts out at $14 million. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it starts out at $14 million. It started off at seven in two, then went to fourteen, mm-hmm. and it may have grown. Uh, so he's basically on the run. He has no access to all the guns and the cool bulletproof suits that he had before. He basically has to... He has to sort of lean on the help of other people, even though no one's supposed to help him. Right. But, you know, it's one of those things where, like, John Wick has helped these people in the past, and they can't deny it, no matter knowing what the rules are. Uh, One of those such people is my favorite actress, I think, of all time. My my most... I love this person. Mm -hmm. I've always loved this person. I mean, from, like, early, like... Uh, give me a movie. Uh, she in Jungle Fever? Jungle Fever. Uh, what's the one with the... Last Boy Scout. Last Boy Scout. I'm sorry, I'm blanking on these movies right now. Um, it's kind of like... Flintstones. Flintstones. And all oh, racy. But um, Holly Berry. Holly Berry, ladies and gentlemen. Holly, Holly Berry. Berry. Holly Berry. Holly Berry is in this movie. And it, she did a... I looked a lot of this up. She did a ton of the training. She did the same training that um, Keanu Reeves went through. The... Uh, the Tactical gun training. Uh, you can watch all this video online. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also found this out that you know she she has these two uh, dogs, these two German shepherds that she uses as her weapons, as her like pet weapons. Uh, pet pen, pet no. Her <laughs> <laughs> pet weapons. Like, like having a stroke. Or yeah. Trying to like find a way to combine the words. And she. So these dogs are. Um, these are these are trained dogs, and so I found out that in order to have this be the easiest way to do it on set and not to fake any of this and not to have to do digital dogs, Holly Berry trained these dogs, bro. It was crazy. She trained these it's German insane. shepherds to respond to her voice, and some of you are like, okay, we well, you know watch. Anyone can do anything, you know. She had a trainer help her. Just something anyone can do this, um, and then everyone around the set had to. If you were there filming the scene, you would wear green where the dogs would bite, because that way they could green screen out the bite. Mm-hmm. But don't they said don't wear green on set? Yeah, unless you're trying to get attacked by these dogs. I know St. Patty's Day tomorrow, but just leave right. an Irish fight at home, right? If right. you want to. So live. we got Holly Berry in there, yes, who I love, and then we have Mark Dukakis, who I love. Oh, I love Mark, Mark Dukakis because I'm a huge fan of Only the Strong, Only the Strong, and Brotherhood of the Wolf are two yes. of my favorite movies of all time. I'm a big fan of Drive, an underrated movie with Absolutely. Dean Martin and Brittany Murphy. Really good movie. So like Mark Dukakis is one that's also the Iron Chef. Yes. You know, he's one America. of those dudes that, like, I don't think he gets enough credit for his martial arts skills. He is amazing. Yeah. Uh, he's also a great drummer. I found it out, too. Um, and in this movie, he is hilarious. He is. He's hilarious. He's a he's, badass dude. He's a badass dude. He's hilarious. Holly Berry is on point, bro. She, her fight scenes. It's weird because what they do in the style of fighting is they slow down to a point you can see what's happening, and it just looks brutal and real. And they, like, they basically were, like, stepping up the brutality. Oh, yeah. They didn't go... Die hard, crazy things that shouldn't happen. How are you jumping from buildings onto planes thing? But they went to the level of like, 
we're just going to make this a lot more real. Yeah. And we're going to have the detail of John Wick taking apart a gun, changing the barrels out, to put one bullet in to shoot a guy in yes. the head. As crazy as this stuff seems, you know, killing people with horses, bro. Yeah. Oh, that was great. Where you like ah! slap them and have them just like super kick the dude in the face. Uh, little spoiler, but not a huge spoiler. At one point, uh, when Halle Berry is helping John Wick, uh, one of the bad guys shoots her dog. Mm -hmm. Luckily, the dog was wearing a bulletproof vest, mm -hmm. didn't die, was back fighting mm -hmm. within like two minutes. It's kind of a throwback worthy. Really, yeah. Know, but I remember when we saw that, I, I think I kept it to myself, but I was like, <gasps> like I was, well, I, I knew was the dog so was okay. Because I remember she put on the Kevlar vest. Yeah. So I knew it was okay. For a split second, yeah. I because also the dog's expression, although the CGI, but the dog looked, the dog was like. Which the dog was trained because it was a setup so she could grab the gun. Yes. This is not a spoiler, but this is no, no. giving you several different details already. Absolutely. Sorry, I checked the movie out. John, Wilk, John Wick and Halle Berry kill a lot of people. In this yeah, you know that. You know they were coming. Something I like about these movies also, something that I don't see in a lot of modern day action movies, is I feel a lot of modern day action movies rely too much on like slow mo. Where it's yeah. like, and it's almost like CGI. Yeah, this is, this this is, is like just real time, fast action. Now, I want to point out that um, the couple different things, the team behind this, the you know directing, uh, production team, writers, um, stuntmen. Mm -hmm. So this movie came from the mind of stuntmen. So the action takes place. They they focused on. They yeah. wanted to make sure that that wasn't a secondary part of the story. That's the story. His ability as John Wick, which is played up in this where people are like in awe of him as they're trying to kill him. And such reverence of this man. Yeah. And at some point in time, I would love to see a prequel of John Wick where you can cast a different actor. Yes. Someone way younger and how he got started up. That would be great. I would love to see that. I'm sure Keanu Reeves might be like, hey, cool. Because he always said he doesn't want to like beat this franchise to death. Um, just a couple of people who were in there. Um, you obviously have Lawrence Fisher coming back. Um... Uh, Allison Kate Dillon, sorry, Asia Kate Dillon, sorry, uh, who was oh, the, was, uh, the creepy, like, she uh, was like, adjudicator. Yeah, like, yes, Jules, she kind of looked yeah, like. Yeah, you know. Uh, yo, Lance Reddit, who is a boss, finally, is a boss Finally got to be able and, to like, do in some the most chill movie. way possible, where he's just so, like, subtle about how bad That's a scratch on him. Um, you, you know, we get to see Angelica Houston. We haven't seen in a long time. Yes. I personally haven't seen in a long time. I'm a big fan of uh, Angelica Houston. Uh, we were lied to about uh, Jason Matsuzakis. Should have seen more of him. Should have seen more of him, but, you know, there's maybe more. They're building maybe, towards Maybe there's more to come. Yeah. Uh, Boban. Hey, man, Boban. You uh, are a horrible fighter. <laughs> you are as slow as I thought you'd be. He could probably kill a normal person. He was a decent actor. Right. He actually was a decent he actor. He was a decent actor. I actually enjoyed his acting. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is pretty good. Um, the fighting guy. Yeah. Uh, also, for, for those of you all who are huge um, martial arts fans, there are a couple guys who uh, who are from the Ong Bak, the raid uh, genre um, in there. Um, and I really want to you know, throw a little bit their way, uh, Tiger Hoon Chin, mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, I want to screw this guy's name up here. Um, Yeyan Ruhayan. They were great. Um, and then Sisep Arif Rahman. The, they're the two, uh, not brothers, but the two 
villains who we fight to them at the same time. They threw John Wick through every piece of yeah, glass. Yeah, they are so no they way. are amazing martial artists. I'd recommend checking out the raid, but also they're great actors, and it just is a really great scene. It's yeah. just hilarious. Uh, anyway, um, are we reviewing this? What are we doing? Yes. Now? All right. So on a scale zero to three, ticket stubs. Where would you put John Wick? I'm three. Gonna... Parabellum. Three. Oh, John Wick three. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, uh, sorry. I wasn't yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't interrupting. Tell me what to do. Oh, I was saying. Three, it's like. Not reviewing the first shot, wait. Um, this, this one. Uh, I'm going to solid three, man. This is, okay. a, this is an easy three for me. This is a... I'd see it again, uh, and I'd bring friends. I'd leave the theater, and I'd go up to the, the uh, ticket booth person, and I would kiss him. <laughs> and I'd say, thank you for doing your job. I'm sorry for kissing you. I love that movie. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of John Wick 3. I'm a big Keanu Reeves fan. Um, there was also moments in this movie that were just like funny and ridiculous to the point where like people are laughing about how ridiculous it is, but you were like, yeah, man, but yeah. you wanted it. So I'm a solid three, bro. Uh, I'm going to actually give it a two. Still loved it. Still highly, highly recommend You're it. You're just so harsh this year. I'm trying, trying to. Uh, I don't know. What's Wait, did you give, did you give, uh, Endgame a uh, solid three? I gave it a three. Okay. I gave Endgame okay. a three. Uh, this broke Endgame, this broke a box office for the yes. first weekend too, by the way. Uh, so I'm giving this a two. It was fantastic. Uh, definitely recommend seeing it. Definitely recommend seeing the other movies first, uh, because you just need to see it to follow along. Let me ask you this before we move on, because I, I don't know if this is a hot take or not. I'm not saying that. John Wick 1 is better than the original Matrix, but I'm saying that the John Wick trilogy is better than the Matrix trilogy. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah. That's easy because 2 and 3 were not were not done well, and were, no. they just missed it. Um, yeah. Although, we have talked about potentially there's going to be a Matrix 4 being yes. made, and also there's going to be a Bill and Ted's coming up. It's going to be awesome! I know. So that'll be another trilogy for Keanu Reeves. Yeah. He, hey, he's putting them in the can! Yeah. Put in the can, man. I love me, I love me some um, some Keanu Reeves. And I want to say Keanu, I know you're lonely because he. He did. He did I, say I know that. you're lonely, and I know that like, you know, you've had a lot of things that happen in your life. We're we're friends of yours. We would love to have you on the show. We'll talk to you, man. If you want to just hang out, dude. I mean, I'm not a. I don't ride motorcycles. I would let you teach me how to ride a motorcycle. I'd love to ride motorcycles with you. Or just hang out, you know, man. We could just do whatever, like, chill, do some fun stuff, and maybe go on like a hike or yeah. somewhere in Hawaii or. Yeah, just whatever, man. Alan Brooks is back in town. We're going to check out uh, Always Be My Maybe on Netflix. Apparently, okay. he has a cameo in it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, just want to let you know that we're there for you. Yeah. We're, you're, you're a homie, dude. We, we love you, man. You're so. my homie still. Yeah. All right. Well, ooh. Well, when you hear those classical music strings, you know what time it is. That's right, it is This Week in Hip Hop History, covering the week of May 27th to June 2nd. And here we go, starting off on May 27th. 69 Boys released the hit song Tootsie Roll. Platinum selling single was a huge, huge, huge major crossover hit. Reached the top 10 on the Billboard Hot 100 and the R&B hip-hop chart in 1994. Also, you had the dope dance move of yeah. doing the Tootsie yeah. Roll. There was also a song called The Butterfly, people remember that too, which was essentially Tootsie Roll as well. They dissed The Butterfly. Right, yes. right, because it's like, that's old. Yeah. Tootsie Roll was like, Candy, sweet, go, let me see it. Tootsie Roll, Tootsie Roll. 
Sorry. If you don't know, I don't care. Yeah, middle school dances. This is this is it just was it, bro. It was just like a it was a, and then the video I remember everyone was just dancing, clapping. Oh <laughs> man, I'm sorry. I said nothing there. I'm so excited. No, no, it's all right. Uh, also, May 27th in 1993, MC Light, who I consider to be my personal favorite, the greatest female rapper of all time, released her hit song "Roughneck." Song went gold and became Light's first top ten, top sorry, top forty single. It also became her fourth of fifth singles to reach number one on the rap chart. It was produced by Rex and Effect, also very popular in the 90s. It was also nominated for Best Rap Solo Performance at the 36th Annual Grammy Awards. Moving on to May 29th, we're all in the same gang by the West Coast Rap All-Stars. Top the Billboard Rap Singles chart. It was produced by Mike Conception, who used to be in charge of yeah. the Crips. It's interesting. There's a we won't get into it, but there's a great story about him, him, Russell Simmons, and Michael Jackson all saved third base from getting killed by MC Hammer. And that also, what? and that also, I think, tied into the song being made. I think a lot of favors were pulled and made, and this song was kind of made as a part of uh, third base being spared. Uh, so on this song, it was basically a bunch of West Coast hip hop uh, artists at the time coming together to try and be against anti-gang violence. So you had Ice T, Tone Loke, Young MC, Digital Underground. It's crazy. MC Hammer, who was kind of ironic that he yeah. was going to have some people killed. Uh, JJ Fad, Above the Law, Def Jeff, and then from NWA, Easy E, MC Ren, and Dr. Dre. The song was set the stage for a gang truce in Los Angeles. Uh, so yeah, it was. I find whenever like Fox News is like, oh, all these raps talking about violence, they don't talk about when everyone pulls together to be like, hey, let's try and keep the peace. Because that's not in their agenda, no. bro. And they were doing this back in 1990. Right. Uh, 1987, May 29th, LL Cool J released his sophomore album, Bigger and Deffer. It's considered to be one of his best albums. It reached no number three on the Billboard 200, number one on the R&B chart. Some classics include one of my favorites, I'm Bad, Go Cut Creator Go, and I Need Love, which was super important because it was a crossover smash. It was... Rap's first hit love song. I wanna kiss you, hold you, never scold you, just love you, suck on your neck, caress you, and run. June 1st, 1999, Ja Rule releases his debut album. Am I pronouncing this correctly? Veni Vedi Vici? Veni Vedi Vici. Uh, now, this is considered by many to be Ja's greatest album. I don't see how you can say it's What is it considered by many to be Ja's greatest album? This is Ja's greatest album. It's unanimous. It's his best album. It's without question. Right. Uh, Multi-Platinum Project uh, spawned the hit song Holla Holla, reached number two on the Billboard 200. Now, even though Holla Holla is the song that reached you know, Billboard number two, for me, the song that was dopest was It's Murder featuring Jay-Z and DMX, which might be a bonus track at some point in time. Um, ja Rule, <laughs> this is funny we talk about, you know, my. My CD collection that I have found recently, which has the old school tracks in it, uh, the old school CDs, Ja Rule's in there. And look, for whatever Ja Rule became, for whatever fires he set, <laughs> festivals, whatever he did, I will say that that album 
it's 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 fire, bro. Like fire. I mean, <laughs> Jay Z's on there. You got yeah. Eric Sermon on there. They were the Hitch original Murder Inc. Yeah. I remember, like they were supposed to be a group. It was Jay Z, DMX, and Ja Rule yeah. were gonna be Murder Inc. Exactly, and you know, so I mean, like that. It's so weird that that happened. And then something happened to his career on the way. What happened? Uh, well, uh, up and coming rapper mm-hmm. sort of took care of him. Mm-hmm. They feuded with him, but that moves us to June second. We will bookend that, and then bring it back. June second, in nineteen ninety-eight, Onyx released the single "React." Fuck him. He didn't listen. Told him give me the shot. The sick shit is when the police came around to get me. The killers who was with me. The snitches saying it was fifty. The song sampled Slick Rick's "Mona Lisa." It reached number forty-four on the rap chart. Uh, I'm sure Ja Rule probably wishes the song never came out because it is most notable for being the first major label appearance by a young up-and-coming rapper named 50 Cent. Or Ja Rule Killer. Yes, and so 50 Cent later go on to beef with Onyx, Mm. actually, and beef with Ja Rule and Ja Rule's career. He's beef with Eminem too, though. I mean, 50 will beef with you. Well, 50 didn't beef with Eminem. 50 didn't beef with Eminem. Oh, no, 50 didn't beef with him. Sorry. 50 beef with his own crew. G-Unit. G-Unit. He's still beefing with him. Right. Yeah. And then, but then not directly with him. Yeah, yeah. He's Although a, I'm no, sure he... I could find some find somewhere along the way where they disagreed. Because... I actually looked. He has nothing but great things. Like, he defended him against Lord Jamar recently. I think because M's one of those people that really helped him out and, like, gave him It, it seems like he would have. I mean, yeah. It seems to me like he would have. He would have. 50 has, 50 continuously has, like, even though he is also, like, sometimes seems like he's, like, the best guy and he hangs out with everyone, he also seems like he has beef with yeah. everybody. I did yeah. love the video for React, where they're yeah. all playing ice hockey and beating up, like, the white kids. And uh, I forget if, I think, either, was Fredo Star the goalie or 50 was the goalie? I remember 50 was in, like, the penalty oh, box. Look at that, yeah. That was such a great video, such a great song. Uh, but that wraps up this week in hip-hop history. And song of the week this week is... From Smith and Wesson, featuring Music Soul Child and Rhapsody, Ocean Drive. Produced by, again, one of my favorite producers, Ninth Wonder, which I didn't realize he produced it until I like looked into it yeah, later. Yeah, no, yeah. It was like, oh, no wonder I like the beat so much. This song, so Ninth Wonder and Smith and Wesson did an album, came out like not too long ago, and they just released the video for Ocean Drive with Music Soul Child. Unfortunately, Rhapsody is not in it. Uh, but Music Soul Child is, and this song I feel is, I think the reason why they release the video right now is I feel it's like the perfect way to kick off the summer. It does have a very good like summer start vibe to it. Um, <clears throat> and it's funny because like, even though it just had the Music Soul Child beat feeling kind of mm-hmm. when it was starting up, and I nostalgically am a huge Music Soul Child fan. Not nostalgically, I'm a huge Music Soul Child As fan. And so I was very excited to say that you, you, know, you got this song of the week and he was you know, featured here, I'm like, oh, this is a nice little throwback. So, like, no offense to Smith and Wes and like the veterans from Boot Camp Click, uh, I would have checked out the song anyway. But when I saw Music Soul Child was on it, I clicked on it that much quicker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and I feel like this is a song that just it's got it's a perfect hip hop R and B collaboration. It's yeah. just a great beat, which I don't know if this is true or not. Someone in the comments said it was a Willy Wonka sample, but I couldn't find it, so it may or may not be. Uh, we'll look into that. That's but interesting. Uh, great verses by Smith and Wesson, and then Rhapsody comes in at the end, and then Music Soul Child just ties it all together perfectly with just this buttery smooth hook, and absolutely gets the summer kicking off to a great start. 
definitely check out Ocean Drive, Smith & Wesson, Music Soul Child, and Rhapsody, album version. Uh, yeah. Keep sure to see us on social media. Yeah, yeah. People reaching out. Instagram, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we've, yeah, we've had artists who have reached out and like uh, want to be featured on the show or want to have some, you know, discuss hip-hop movie news on the show. Talk about upcoming events or projects or albums that they have coming out. Uh, we are looking to get some people on the show. Um, hit us up as much as you want to. Hit us up about anything that we're talking about. Uh, anything you, you know, you want us to cover that we're not covering. Respond to some of the stuff we're talking about. And, uh, yeah, we would love to hear from everybody. This is enjoyable for all of us. Yeah. And we like uh, uh, what we're doing. Um, really want to say again thank you and uh, a you know, special appreciation to uh, Maritza for, her, yes. for being on the show last week. It was great. She did a great job. I hope she knows that. And, uh, oh, she does. I hope you've told her. I have. As her husband. I did. I told her she great. did a great job. Okay. Uh, also, real quick, do you want to do a quick plug for our friend Carl? Yeah, yeah. Let's throw it out there. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, I have it pulled up. Yeah. Uh, he's got a uh, book coming out. He and his creators have been working on for almost two years called Leo Cosmos. Yeah. He's a space explorer. The book follows him through six stories, three of which Carl wrote. He's often armed with his smile and a sense of humor and finds that life in space is truly about the adventure and never the destination. Uh, so he's got a Kickstarter. By the time this episode maybe comes still out, like yeah. maybe going, uh, but we'll try and post a link to like where you can yeah, like that. support and like and 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 buy the yeah. book. Carl's a big uh, supporter of the show and pretty much most of the events and I have worked on. Um, we were once featured as actual, you know, car- drawing cartoon characters. We're cartoon pirates. Cartoon pirates in, uh, in uh, his series, uh, Pirate Eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of love Very for him. Very talented. Big supporter of us. We've known him for years. He's a great artist. Uh, and, you know, even though we're hip hop movie news. We're supporting all artists with what yes. we're doing. I think it's important to do that. Uh, so uh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, hip hop movie news on Twitter and Instagram. Hip hop and movie news on Facebook. Yeah. And yeah, so that does it for this week. Very excited for us to bring you episode lucky thirteen. Uh, I'm Vince Eustace. I'm Lonnie Finley. So just chill. The next episode. Yes, yes, y'all.